Hi everybody, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and in this session I'm joined by Anand Johnny Falka, CEO and founder at UJet and we'll be talking about how to transform your customer experience with omnichannel analytics. So welcome Anand, how are you today? Hi Rob, I'm good, how about yourself? I'm very good, very good, good to see you. Likewise, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in terms of getting started, Anand, but probably the best place to start would be with a quick intro. To, could you tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself and about UJet, please? Yeah. Uh, so I'm based here in San Francisco and uh, started UJet uh, in July 2015. Um, the main focus when I looked at just customer experience in general, having had a pretty rich background in uh, designing mobile devices at Motorola as well as products at uh, at Jawbone, um, there seemed to be a general lack of adoption of the new way of how two humans interact. And by that, what I mean is that the world really transformed with uh, the abilities of taking photos, videos, having contextual and spatial information when two humans communicate. And we kind of take these things for granted. Um, but support is the only time when you're talking between two humans that you're sharing uh, nothing other than just either your voice or your text and that sparked the idea to start UJet and since then we have been able to help companies completely reimagine their customer support from a modern smartphone era cloud native perspective. Anand, we, we agreed offline maybe a good place to start today's session would be to just to talk around the value of data and why being a data-driven company is, uh, is great for customer experience. So what do you think? Yeah, I think data is extremely important because it really is valuable to measure um, the changes that you're making, the way you've choreographed uh, the support journey or support experience, and then have that data be not only insightful, but actionable. That way contact center managers, uh, experience designers can really ensure that they are setting this up not only for the right journey, for whether it's a specific um, user segment, whether it is a specific LTV value, or whether it's a specific kind of channel. Um, now channels are, the lines between channels are being blurred today uh, with the advent of the smartphone, right? It's no longer that uh, the phone only can do voice or your pager or your feature phone can only do text and you can only do chat from a, a desktop website. All of these are available within the single device that you're carrying around. So taking into consideration that you have the ability to channel steer depending on not only the level or user segmentation or the um, a kind of subscription class of the incoming query from the customer, but being able to manage these in real time so that you're able to meet metrics like average handle time, average speed to answer, or give them the option of doing a scheduled callback if the contact center is backed up at the moment. So that is kind of how we view data um, in a omni-channel world where it's not very unidimensional in terms of how you're looking at it and uh, just using empirical equations to calculate what, what does the staffing need look like. Great stuff. And in terms of you know, this omni-channel world that we're in right now, and we're certainly moving faster, faster or closer to being more of an omni-channel kind of centric kind of, uh, I suppose, customer experience, um, how, what kind of challenges are organizations facing with 
uh, omni-channel nowadays? Yeah, great question. Um, I think uh, the main challenges that we see uh, companies facing are, are kind of twofold. The first one is um, more economical in, in the terms of managing what uh, purchases or investments they've made with on-prem systems and managing the amortization and when is the right time to jump into it. But I think all of that has been extremely accelerated with the, uh, the situation with COVID-19 and business continuity is no longer just a checkbox or the amortization schedules are uh, pretty much non-existent because if you can't service your customers during this, uh, these difficult and uncertain times, what good is your uh, contact center when you can't support your customers when they need support? The second part of it is uh, how to properly choreograph these journeys at the connection points. Now, connection points have changed over the years, right? Most consumers now uh, access their services or products either from an app, from a website, whether it's mobile or desktop, and uh, maybe just uh, using muscle memory and going on to a search engine, looking for a support number and calling using the dialer. What contact centers need to do to transform this is not only meet the omni-channel needs, but meet these connection points so that support feels like an integral part of the product service uh, as well as the experience and not throw you outside the app experience if you're starting from there, not throw you outside the website into just giving you a phone number. And not only that creates, uh, like does not have a continuity to the experience session, but what it also does, it loses all of the valuable data that you might have in your app, in your website login session, and that creates a sense of not knowing the customer when the customer calls in or when the customer starts a chat. Um, not being hyper-personalized and not knowing the current state of the account probably leads to a, a ton of frustration, especially when an anxious customer is trying to reach the support team after probably doing a bunch of different uh, things on the app or the website. So those are the challenges that we help uh, companies solve by being an integral part of their app with our iOS and Android SDKs, being an integral part of, uh, let's say, a logged in session uh, with the web SDK, and also transform the typical traditional IVR experience into a multi-channel one with the voice and SMS. Great stuff. And in terms of omnichannel analytics, what types of solutions exist in the marketplace? I mean, you, Jet, you've, you've got an omnichannel platform. Um, could you tell us a little bit around kind of what these solutions can do and how they, uh, how they can really kind of help drive uh, uh, value for customer experience? Yeah. So um, the metrics that we typically measure are to target a couple of things primarily and a, a few uh, corollary things. But the primary things that we help is uh, reducing handle time and increasing customer satisfaction, right? If you look at pretty much any surveys that have been done in the last two decades, um, the number one thing that uh, customers will tell you is that they hate stay being on hold. They hate uh, a very long-winded discussion before reaching a conclusion. And then that lead directly leads into customer satisfaction and eventually churn. So 
noting that what we have made sure is that find the best path using analytics, uh, both on the back end side as well as the front end side to provide the best experience. And I'll give you an example. Um, so let's say there is a customer that wants to uh, add their spouse or a family member onto a subscription service, whether it's utility, a credit card or anything like that. Now, identifying that that is a very high value transaction, which should not be channel steered towards self-support, uh, taking that information and then putting them into the live queuing system. And our, our, our omni-channel routing engine will take care of that aspect. But it will also take care of the aspect to understand on the back end, what is the staffing looking like? Is this a, a, a peak hour where there's a 20 minute hold? And taking those things into consideration, how can you provide the best experience? So admins and supervisors will be able to make a couple of settings where they can allow the customer to either go directly to chat if the voice agents are backed up and have a long wait time, or give them a guaranteed callback time, which is calculated by our machine learning algorithm to ensure that they know exactly when the call is coming, not in a 15, 20 minute window, not to just hold their place in the line, but an exact time when they know they're not in meetings, not in the shower, and they'll be receiving a callback. So that's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is to really understand how to make that wait time productive. Let's say there are both call and chat queues are totally backed up and the customer decides to just pick up the phone and call a phone number. Allow them to have a productive wait time by giving them the ability in a very elegant manner to either send photos of a damaged product, to send a photo of a, a, a grocery delivery that might be not exactly how it was expected to be received. And as soon as the agent is connected, now even though there was about a five, 10 minute wait time, the agent has the entire context of what the issue was and they can solve it in an extremely rapid manner, which completely alleviates the frustration or anxiety that the customer might have had otherwise by just waiting, twiddling their thumbs in those five, 10 minutes of wait time. So that is a couple of different ways that how we use not only a queuing omni-channel routing algorithms, uh, as well as making wait time productive. Um, so hopefully that helped get a little bit of perspective on uh, our take on this um, choreographing of the customer journey. That's perfect, Anand. And, and finally, in, in terms of the capabilities of these platforms, is it only available in the cloud or, or can, can legacy solutions uh, you know, take advantage of these kinds of capabilities? Yeah, I think um, going to the cloud is, should pretty much be default, um, especially in situations like these. But even uh, when we come out of this crisis, I think there's several different factors that we already know and has led to um, many companies change their approach um, to be cloud native, right? But I think cloud native alone is not just the kind of full-blown recipe for success. I think smartphone-centric also needs to be a part of it. Being a part of that con continuous um, journey from the connection points, I think is incredibly um, important. So that way the customers don't feel that support is kind of an afterthought because you're not getting the same level of experience or user experience that uh, you are seeing in 
the app or the website. Um, but uh, it, this is only possible in the cloud, just like you mentioned. Um, there are several, uh, whether it be product releases, adapting to changes in releases by the smartphone manufacturers, changes that are happening in the devices that we use, whether it's uh, a Mac versus PC or any other device. Um, so understanding that uh, change is constant and being able to adapt to that over the air, with over-the-air releases is very, very important rather than having to send a technician to your on-prem box and make changes. Yeah, and I believe it's it something like only 20% of contact centers are in the cloud right now. Uh, so there's, a, there's quite a way to go, but that could be potentially accelerated this year with the, the whole pandemic happening. Absolutely. We, we definitely feel that even before uh, the COVID-19 situation, there was a major push towards cloud. But uh, especially with the pandemic, it is going to be incredibly accelerated um, because businesses have suffered losses. Businesses have suffered churn just because customers haven't been able to reach their contact centers uh, since they were uh, on-prem or there were policies that were designed only only for a contact center team being in a certain location. Uh, so that will definitely change and I think that change is for the better and as customers we definitely deserve the same level of experiences when we have a problem and have to reach support um, to the same level of how we enjoy using the product and service without any glitch. Mm, absolutely. And uh, there certainly is life's just life beyond voice, isn't there? You know, with Omnichannel, it, it will serve, you can serve your customers much better in a situation like this. So, yeah, mm. I, I definitely feel that uh, as humans, we interact in a very multimodal manner, right? When you're talking to friends and family, you share photos, videos, and screenshots. And that gives you so much context that you're able to communicate very efficiently. You take those same humans and kind of restrict the way they can communicate only through voice, that, that's not a good recipe for instant resolution or satisfaction. So there is definitely life beyond voice. We don't think voice is going away, but voice needs to be assisted with the visual and con contextual tools. And the same way we feel that it's not that agents are going to go away, but the assisted AI is going to be the way we interact in the future. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. And now it's been great talking to you today. Uh, some great insights for the audience to take away. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Rob, for having me. Uh, stay safe and have a good day. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for watching. If you've enjoyed today's session, do give us a quick like or a share, uh, but we'll see you again soon. Thank you.